Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs, and I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with me Carrie Ann Powell, global business strategist and small business champion, Trafalgar Strategies. Today's topic is The Time Is Now, a case for women starting, investing in, and scaling businesses. I love the topic. Welcome, Carrie Ann. Hi, Lori. Such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. I have my coffee. I'm ready to talk shop. I always love these <laughs> segments on Be Bold uh, for Women Entrepreneurs because I, I feel like this is like my uh, my boardroom, right? Yes. You get inspired. You listen to other strategies from other women. And, you know, that's what being an entrepreneur is all about is being open to yes. leveraging relationships, to listening to other people. Yes. Climbing your own corporate ladder, but always being motivated, inspired and empowered. So that's why I love these segments. And I hope that there's some great takeaways for our listeners. So tell us a little bit about you. And, um, it looks like you're a global business strategist, you're a speaker and champion of small and medium sized businesses. So how did you get started? Well, I, um, you know, I came into the excitement of business, which I call the excitement um, of, of running a business, really from this, uh, from from childhood, um, in the sense that I was always inspired. You talked about inspiration, Lori. I was inspired by my father's friends, right? So, you know, all of them were, or the majority of them were uh, business owners of, you know, medium-sized, multi-medium-sized business in our community. And I remembered looking on as a child and saying, these are the folks who, when there's a challenge in our community, they step up and they're leading in different ways at our church and in charity organizations, serving on boards. And so it really made me think, yeah, this is a way to go. Now I went through it a little bit of backwards. I went to law school, you know, became a lawyer, a Washington DC lawyer and a lobbyist. But after um, building, um, I was the chief fundraiser for the Martin Luther King Memorial in Washington. Once I finished raising the 120 million, I decided I was going to go straight into business and help to um, small and business size, uh, small and medium sized organizations really create strategy, ways to execute their strategic objectives in a way that makes sense so they themselves can hit whatever the big goals they have. So it's it was a backwards way, but it's it's something that I love doing every day. Well, that's impressive. That's very, yes, uh, the backward way. It's so funny. I mean, you know, I was in the corporate environment, got married. The plan was to stay home and have babies and be a stay-at-home mom for a little while going back to work. And the path got switched up. The, the marriage failed. I started a business. Mm -hmm. I've been in hustle mode ever since. And mm -hmm. But it still leads you to those aha moments. It's like, I am where I'm supposed to be. Yes. That is why I always tell people, I'm like, you are where you are supposed to be. And so regardless of what we look at right now, it's like, well, this wasn't the path. Well, you know, most people don't follow the path that they had set for themselves, but when it's, when they know something is right for them, they end up there or even better. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get your topic. And again, it's the time is now. You know, the time is always for sure. So <laughs> a case, a case for women starting investing in and scaling businesses. And what I think is also important about this topic, how you're saying, you know, starting a business or investing or scaling, you know, we're in a down economy right now. It's very scary times. 
you know, the news is always making huge layoff announcements. It always rattles our cage, you know, especially being familiar with those big companies that you think they have all this mass security. So no matter what business you're in, what your spending patterns are, however long you've been business, been in business, it, it definitely is something that kind of simmers in your mind, like, ooh, 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 what, what do I do now? to be stable or to plan ahead. I mean, COVID taught us a lot about stability as well. So, I mean, especially in this down economy, you know, you don't want to completely um, surrender to what's happening and continue with your dreams, but, you know, proceed with caution as well. So what are your tips? Yeah, you know, the it, it you can't turn on the radio, go on social media or anything without, you know, seeing some other, you know, major big, blue chip company um, having uh, laid off some thousands of people. Um, I think first really is, I think we all need to recognize that this is a, you know, a market correction. These things happen. It's a cycle of economy. Obviously, you know, sometimes this might be the first major, major recession for some and others have gone through it a couple of times because it was a little older. And so I think we need to first calm those fears and recognize this is really a, po- a process and so not allow fear to drive us. And then I also think too, as women, um, we have a lot of uh, sort of just sort of, you know, socialized abilities um, to weather these types of storms, because, you know, I was saying um, one of the things that uh, this major uh, report did around, you know, women business owners, one of the reasons why um, women led organizations and startups are more successful is because of the ability for flexibility and leadership, the capacity to um, be resilient, the ability to be able to have provide high levels of customer service, as well as be able to make wise decisions. Now, and those are some of the more um, what you would call soft characteristics that women-led business owners have over men. Now, of course, there's some other socialized traits. However, I think because of those innate sort of things that show up in that way that women lead, I think that a recession is actually quite good, um, a good time to bring those traits out. One, you know, objectively, many businesses um, thrive um, or actually some real major businesses that have carried on have happened in poor economic times. So that's a real fact. And I think we need to remember that before we start shrinking back. And then secondly, the things that really um, allow for businesses to thrive during recessionary times are really the the form of leadership. You can shrink or you can say, this is a time we're going to go into this particular area, innovate in this particular area. Regardless of, um, so I, I think the first point I want to say is recognize that these, these patterns in the economy happen all the time and that um, there is evidence that some of the major big companies that have ha- that have come out have come out of recessions. So trying to calm the fear a bit and then be able to say, what are the things that what are the characteristics that allow for women business owners to thrive? These are the same innate things that allow us to be able to handle when kids go crazy or when other things go crazy in our lives because it's it be the sort of stability, the stabilizing traits. So just sort of that's one thing I would say. And I think the second thing would be if we start looking at, okay, we are in a recessionary year, we need economies, the national and international governments must be looking at how to begin to 
um, address those uh, recessionary years. And I don't believe that shrinking back from an from creating infrastructure and processes that would support startups is a bad is not a, is is a good thing. I think we need to start really making sure that people are still starting businesses, and if it's if we're going to be starting businesses, there should be more women because four only four out of ten businesses that exist here in the U.S. are women owned, whereas I mean that should be no no reason. So I think yes, we're in a recessionary year, but this is not the time to shrink back. In your business, there needs to be some strategy in place. You know, don't go, you know, doing a whole bunch of uh, crazy things. But at the same time, you might think about ways to attract, you know, steal away new customers from your comp, comp- from your competition by finding different pricing structures. Um, being able to, um, you know, decide if maybe this is a good time because you know uh, values of companies are lower. You may want to sort of partner with another company that currently is, you know, has a, has a, has a, a product or service that would somehow complement your company. So maybe this would be a time where you might want, because companies, some companies will fail. That's what happens, but others thrive. So maybe your company might be the one to thrive. So there's one failing. You may want to come in and purchase a particular company that has uh, a service or a product that you don't have or partner with a company that's failing and finding a way to say, okay, here, let's create some sort of a deal where you're providing this service for my customers and we can um, partner to to make sure that both our customers have what we need and then at a reasonable price. So there's ways to be able to look at it, but putting our heads in the sand, being scared, that's not the best way to go about this. It's saying, yep, this is a cycle. This is what happens where business owners own it, but move on, don't shrink. I like how you said, you know, this is a cycle. This is what happens with the economy. Um, I started my business in 2008, recession, right? Um, And that's because um, there was job loss, not for for me, but for my now ex-husband. He was Mm -hmm. struggling professionally, had a baby in my arms, and the plan wasn't for me to go right back to work. So I had to dig deep within myself and find my strength to be like, Hey, you know, I'm grabbing a domain. I opened up a PayPal account and I started a business right there on the spot and it went on for 14 years. So it's like, you can do it if you stay, you know, focused. Um, What I think is important and why maybe we're more prepared now is we have dealt with COVID. So Mm -hmm. COVID actually opened up some doors and gave us some tools, Mm -hmm. gave us Zoom, audio opportunities, uh, Mm -hmm. virtual working from home is so much more acceptable. I mean, I've been working from home for 14 years and, um, it was one of those where I, I know my friends thought I didn't have a real job as I I do air quotes right here. You don't have a real job (laughs) and you know, I'm constantly disrupted and I'm watching TV all day. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I lounge in my sweatpants, but I'm like on, I am working. I am, you, you can't, you, you, you can't sustain a, you know, I was, it was a full-time income running a full-time household and having kids. It's like, you, you have to focus so you can do it. But another, oper- when I, because I mentioned COVID, we also learned a lot during the pandemic about taking care of our own wellness and our mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think we gained a lot of tools about take a breath, yes. take a step back. Um, 
learning to deal with anxiety. You know, some people's anxiety totally increased, but I do think that we have tools to now work with that. Yes. We're back in previous recessions. We didn't have that open door to know what's going on with everybody else. Like we have with social media. Right. So, yes. you know, we, we do have tools to help us and, you know, you're right. Sticking your head in the sand and just being like, Oh, forget, you know, forget it. And I surrender. You can't do it. Um, I also use the term a lot lately, and I don't know why this is like my word of the year starting last year. Or my, my phrase is leveraging relationships. Mm-hmm. So as a solo entrepreneur, I have a specialty category, but I can't be jack of all trade, you know, master of none. It's like, yeah, I've got to build my website. I've got to do this. I've got to do my social media. I've got to send out invoices. I've got to sell. I've got to create. Um, but it still meant in building a community, I was kind of missing like little, like I'm not a coach. I'm not mm-hmm. a coach. And I deal mm-hmm. with a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how do I leverage those experts and bring mm-hmm. pull them into my space yes Yes. so we can both earn through collaboration and you know build membership programs or what have you so i think that when you talk about investing in your business or scaling your business sometimes look outside of your not necessarily your own financial resources Mm -hmm. this is the time to do a little bit of trade i'll be honest with you when i started my business i lived off of trade except for the income that came in like my kids' mm-hmm. birthday parties and swim lessons and everything mm-hmm. because I was running a mommy marketing business. You know, I all my perks came through trade. Mm-hmm. No shame, no shame. Just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. survival tools. You can't necessarily trade for food and rent, but there's a lot of extras that you can. Absolutely. And that, again, that's leveraging your relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I think too, you know, you talked about relationships. Even the idea, I mean, it costs the same amount of money to be able to sell to a, a new customer or a new client versus um, retaining your clients. And so a part of it is, you know, um, being able to, uh, when you have your retention, your clients, finding ways to retain them, depending upon, you know, what what it is that you do, whether it's, you have a service or a product making sure that you are doing everything you need to do to retain your clients. Like have an active plan in your business that re- that gets you retaining your clients. That's one thing. Two is making sure that you have an active plan in your business to get referrals. Meaning I don't mean say, oh guys, can you refer me? Have a, a plan in place that makes it worthwhile for your current um, customers to be able to refer. So maybe you might um, have a thing where you're saying, okay, you know, this you've seen this all the time. Lots of businesses are doing it, but maybe you'll say, okay, you know, there's a, a referral, there's a rate that I give to customers that refer versus customers that don't. And you have a commu- have some way to communicate that to your customers so that they already are coming from the expectation, even when you're having sales discovery conversations or whatever the initial way that customers come to you so that they know that there's a benefit for them to to refer uh, customers to you. Um, So those two things alone are ways to ensure that you have consistent um, uh, processes. I mean, also to consistent sales. Also to, you know, you talked about leveraging and and, um, partnering. Partnership is really the way to really get through a recession, whether it's 
bringing on a different service uh, company that's already existing. And sort of, you know, even if you're a small business, but you realize that particular company is going to fail or they're going to close up, maybe you can have a conversation around how you can bring in that um, that service or that product into your company. Or maybe the company is going to, is not closing down, but you guys can have different conversations around like what you said, if you have, you know, uh, a service and they could, and, and it could benefit, your customers could benefit by having an additional service on top of that, partnering that, creating a partnership agreement that works for you, then that's also a good way. Also finding ways to bundle your prices so that you don't have to increase prices per se, but maybe bundle other products that you have in your service so that you can be able to leverage and get a profit from that. So my point is, shrinking is one way of going about riding out of a recession, you know, and then expanding is another way. Shrinking, though, I don't recommend the shrinking of, you know, how you provide your service or anything like that. You might want to look at your, your cash flow. Maybe if there are things that you can cut um, that are superfluous or they're not going to you know, that you can cut down, try that, you know, start storing away some, some, some more buffer. Those kinds of things are ways that you can create more certainty because if this, if this recession does continue and it gets as bad as the pundits are saying, which, you know, I don't know if it will or not, um, you know, the uh, business loans are going to be tighter. It's already difficult for women to get business loans as is. So if you can, find a way to be able to get a business loan at this stage and or or a line of credit and sort of keep those numbers go keep that uh, those that money cushion to keep you some safety that's good so those are the things that you're thinking about in terms of shrinking we're not talking about shrinking oh i'm going to you know shrink back in the way that i'm providing services or what i'm going to provide or i'm going to bring my money down to base bottom prices we don't want that happening so i think it's important that when we look at your strategy, you want to expand and invest in the business in ways that make sense and then create some safety in the business so that you can feel secure. And that's why these conversations are so important even to me. I always gain something out of it. I gain a little perspective because everything I'm doing, I think is right. You know, I've been in sales, I've been in media, I know what the customer wants. And then I get it flipped on me a little bit. I'm like, oh, I didn't look at it that way. For example, you were talking about bundling. I am like known as the bundle queen, you know, <laughs> ever, ever since back in my newspaper days, the bundle queen. And it was, it was great. However, I recently heard from someone saying they don't believe in packages because a package, you know, this is the offer. Do you want this package? The offer says, this is what I need. And this is about me, not about what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, you really do need to, through that discovery call, really find out what your client needs, not mm-hmm. just say, here's a, here's a bundle, here's a package. This is what I'm selling. Do you want it? And believe mm-hmm. me, I've done that for years. I'm really now looking at how do I rephrase that? And I really need to ask, do you see items maybe in this package you like? Let's customize something. Right. And then of course those there's those fire sales. And I'm I'm a creature of this habit too, where I give deadlines. I'm a deadline person also, 
like, here's the offer. Let me know by Friday for the early bird savings versus this rate. Now that comes again from my world of advertising because I worked for a newspaper. I was on daily deadlines. You mm -hmm. have to give people deadlines, be able to move on, move on, move on. Mm -hmm. um, now I think it, the perception is, you know, they want an answer right now and I don't want to decide that quickly. So you got to kind of pull up and pull back from that because I think actually those deadlines are saying, this is my emergency. This is my financial emergency, right. but your emergency isn't necessarily my emergency. Yeah. So you do need to look from the other side too. Absolutely. You know, so you do go through this. Uh, these are growing pains of running a business. And even though Absolutely. I've been doing this for more than a decade, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I'm still creating. I'm still going through uh, different challenges and you should always be learning. And that, in the end, that is really the key. That's if, if you, if I, whenever I hear someone says, oh, I've got this, if they're not going and continually doing, I mean, I have a, a process in my own life and my own business where I am always learning every day. Every single week I have a, an, uh, some sort of an event or, or a conference or a talk. I'm always reading some book because my thought is I am using a very small fraction of my mind and I want to continue to expand and humanity continues to grow by way of information and data from different industries, from different parts of life. And I want to be able to hear what people are experiencing and thinking and new ways of processing um, information and new ways of thinking so that I can expand my mind. If you're not learning in this place, so, you know, if, if you look at your time, you know, if you have some moms that are out there and they are, you know, running this business, so their time is already strapped. Um, if you can invest time, you know, I believe in investing some time in taking care of one's body, soul, spirit, um, but also be able to find time where you are just hearing from others. And hearing from others' voices that, you know, right now with social media, everybody and their dog can have a voice. And I think that's really beautiful because we have a um, opportunity for there to be access to expression. But pick the people who you know are going to be providing you with life and providing you with information that can expand your business. Women are the untapped resource of our world right now. There's still many countries where women, I mean, Afghanistan just recently now, because the Taliban has taken over their last pool, was now women can't work. There are many countries where women still don't have the ability to express. And it's not about women's rights. This is about the world needs everyone that's living on it to express their own talents and gifts. So if you look in the US, when only, when, only four out of 10 businesses are owned by women. This is an issue. That means there are businesses out there that aren't experiencing and not showing up in the best way possible to provide a groundbreaking product or a groundbreaking service that a woman leader could provide. And, and so if you are in, if you are lucky and fortunate and privileged enough to be able to have an idea and have some wherewithal and have live in a country that allows for you to be able to start a business or to run a business or to scale it, then it's your responsibility to do so if you want to and not play small. And playing small is indeed shrinking and being fearful 
and saying, well, I'm just going to stick in my little corner over here until we ride this wave. All of the major businesses that have expanded and grown over time have come through difficult economic times. So this is the time to do it. And we have a weird uh, uh, sort of weird place in, in history where more women are opening businesses than ever before, ever before. So this is the time. I can't tell you how many women leadership, women business owner leadership programs are out there now that didn't exist 10 years ago when I started mine. It's time. This is the time. And if we let this opportunity go because we're fearful and shrinking and I don't know that I don't know and I don't know, it may not be another time like this. So this is my real encouragement for women, particularly women who are in, who are, you know, your, your global audience that are living in countries where they can say, okay, I'm going to go and, and, and form a business. So do it and do it well, but not out of fear. Do it because you think you have a process, a business, a service that the world can value. I was just going to say, you know, as we wrap up, I would love to spotlight like a, a big take, a bold takeaway. But what you just said, I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like do it without fear. Yes. So in the spirit of being bold, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann, what is your next big bold move? Oh, wow. Well, I never really considered myself a techie. As a matter of fact, I would refer myself a non-techie. I use I use a lot of services, um, a lot of uh, tech software, but I myself haven't really, um, you know, considered consider myself to be an owner of a tech company or whatever. But right now, I am now realizing that, you know, because the companies that I consult with are needing so many technological tools to be able to form their strategies, implement their strategies um, wonderfully, be able to make sure they have optimization, innovation, their businesses. And I'm just realizing more and more, there aren't a lot of software products out there that support that, particularly for companies that are you know, small and medium-sized. There's a lot of enterprise type. Um, so I think my big thing now is I'm leaning towards, you know what, I've got to create a product that can support small businesses to be able to do these things in a way that's smooth and not like requiring you to be in the weeds all the time. So I'm now, you know, looking more, as I say, you know, every day I'm learning something new. I'm now learning more about what it takes to really, you know, own a tech company and be able to create the products that I'm looking into. So that's sort of my big thing on the horizon right now. But, um, but for the most part, I want to continue to stay in the space where I'm championing small and medium-sized companies, continue to stay in the space where I am making sure that women are stepping into their glory as it relates to business and also scaling in business, not just staying in the, you know, I only have a VA type of role, but I've got a team, I've got members where I'm hiring, I'm hitting those multi-seven-figure numbers because I believe we can. That's wonderful. I feel like I can really talk to you for a long time here, but <laughs> I feel very connected with you. Your energy is is very contagious. Oh, um, yeah, oh. no, I feel I feel like a, a, an entrepreneur sisterhood here. I mean, we have totally different paths, but it's like, you know, that that same alignment in wanting women to succeed and, and step out, step up. We're also um, here to motivate and inspire a younger generation yes. who I think is even going to be more powerful 
I think so too. I mean, I look at my own daughters. I'm like, doesn't yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? I've got five nieces and they impress <laughs> me so much. Every day I'm like, whoa, if I was like that at your age, who knows? <laughs> right? Sky is the limit here. Mm-hmm. So for our podcast listeners, I'm certainly going to drop um in show notes how to connect with you. For our radio only listeners, how do we connect with Carrie Ann? Well, my website is trafalgarstrategies.co and um, it's .co. <laughs> and, um, you know, feel free to visit the website, um, send me a message. I'm on all of the social media platforms. And so would love to connect in, in a meaningful way. Um, if you feel that um, you're, you know, yeah, you're ha- you have the same vibe that Lori and I are talking about, stepping into your greatness. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. Very welcome, Lori. Thank you for inviting me on your on your radio show. It has been such a pleasure. I appreciate it so much. And you have been listening to the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs.